Welcome to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. Our mission is to connect the past and the present NICU mom by bringing them out of isolation and into a sisterhood of women who can stand alongside each other as we heal and grow both in and out of the NICU. Our hope is that through interviews with trauma-informed medical and maternal mental health experts and vulnerable stories from NICU mamas themselves, that you would feel connected to the Dear NICU Mama Sisterhood around the world. So, whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago, or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hi, mamas, and welcome back to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's your hosts, Martha and Ashley. (laughs) Well, Ashley, it's been a real doozy of a day, has it not? It has been something else. And a doozy of a week. I believe this is the fourth time we've tried to record this podcast in like two weeks. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. (laughs) And I don't know if everybody else is having the same summer we're having, but I just want to acknowledge, mamas, that it's been a time and we're all, we're with you. We're with you. We we are with you. In solidarity, we are with you. (laughs) Um, as you may remember, we took some time off this this August uh, to rest and recheck with ourselves. And, and it's really good to be back. I've missed doing this with you, Ash, as crazy as this day has been. <laughs> I know. I've missed it, too. And I'm also looking back. I'm so glad that we took the month of August off because Lord knows it was something of a month. <laughs> Twas, twasn't it? So many things unplanned. So many things happened. Um <laughs> It's, oh. It was kind of crazy. Um, so maybe do you want to start by kind of uh, talking a little bit about what, what you've been doing and the planning and, and the reimagining and kind of the heart check we did for Dear Nikki Mama? Yeah. So as Dear Nikki Mama continues to grow and continues to build, we wanted to make sure that we took some time to really ask ourselves the direction that we wanted to take Dear Nikki Mama. And it was really good to just have a month off to kind of take a step back and think about, okay, what are some ideas that we have? What ideas are worth pursuing? What ideas do we put on the back burner? And it was it was really good. And so I'm excited to hop back into this season of the podcast and really reimagine how we can connect or continue to connect with moms. And it's also just been really amazing to hear Um, Throughout social media, we see your comments of how you enjoy the podcast and that you love the podcast. And so we've always loved doing this, but hearing comments like that really just make it extra, extra special. So we're excited to kind of come back refreshed, come back and really have some refined vision of where we hope to take Dear Nikki Mama. And like Martha said, we've really missed connecting with you here. So I'm excited to be back. Yes. There's so many great interviews that we have on the schedule, too, that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. Some some old friends, some new friends. Yes. Yes. I'm really, really excited. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a good thing. And and I think, you know, we're all feeling it, this transition, the back to school time, right? And then mm-hmm. also kind of the resurgence of the, you know, COVID, put it back on mm-hmm. the table. It kind of is it's like this echo of like of um of stress I think I feel in our community a bit and yeah, and so yeah. whatever hope and um outlet for processing connection we can provide I- I'm mm-hmm. happy to do so I'm so glad to yeah. to reconnect again yeah me too I feel like there's this 
this uh what's the word weariness oh <laughs> Tiredness. Yeah. yeah that's a good word uh, I feel like it's just collectively so many of us in the NICU community are just we're tired of fighting a battle that just seems to be never ending um, and so I feel like any time that I get to connect with you or our sisterhood, I always just leave feeling refreshed because I connect with women who understand this, this type of weariness. Yeah. And, and so to be able to connect with other women who understand and who get it, where you don't have to make it about politics or about mm-hmm. opinions, it's really just the cards we've been dealt. Um, it really, it really makes it extra special. And you, Martha, have had the craziest summer. Um, when we took the break, one of the reasons was so that you could transition to your new home in the cities. And do you want to hop into kind of what your August looked like, my friend? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was hard. I spent a lot of time away from my husband this summer because he moved down ahead of us. Um, and so that was kind of crazy to be a solo parent with a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we uh, moved, which was crazy and stressful, like it is for everybody. And then about five days after we moved, our daughter, um, she kind of came down with a slight cough and we thought nothing of it. But within a day or two, it had gotten pretty bad. She was definitely struggling to breathe. So we brought her to the ER and she was um, rushed via ambulance to a children's hospital in the Twin Cities in St. Paul and stayed there for five days, really beating a very nasty respiratory virus, which they suspect was, um, you know, a variant of RSV. Um, It was completely unexpected, and it just really drew us right back into those NICU days. Like, I told my husband when we were waiting in the ER, I was like, there's no way we're going to be admitted. There's no way we're going to be admitted. There's no way we're going to be admitted. And then they come in and they tell us, yeah, we're going to take her via an ambulance to the hospital. Um, And it was Mm -hmm. terrifying. I was um, Mm -hmm. beside myself just sobbing in the hospital, like um, holding my three-year-old on, uh, you know, oxygen. And I had just seen how it had kind of torn through our community in so many ways, RSV this year. And mm-hmm. I was terrified for her. Um, you know, it it was a blessing that she received fantastic care and they caught it when they did. Um, but one of the things that became really clear to me was that every hospital in a, every children's hospital in America is just filled with these kids. Um, you know, it's, it was such an unusual time. They weren't anticipating it, right? Mm-hmm. So many people are experiencing these kind of cold and flu months in the summertime. So it just took mm-hmm. us even more off guard than we thought. Um, yeah. But it was just pretty wild because um, I was alone with my daughter for, you know, th- I, I don't think I left the room for three days straight. At one point I was in the room because of COVID procedures. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just forget. You just so easily kind of can kind of put those memories behind you of what it's like to be in a hospital all day long. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is a stress surrounding it, but there's also like a tedium, like just waiting. You're just constantly waiting. Um mm-hmm. 
and also like no structure, right? Like my kid, like every three-year-old, she thrives off structure. So not only was she sick and not feeling well and scared, but like people barging in at all hours and lacking of yeah, lack of yeah. sleep, food. And it's just like, it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I, and I know this is just like a fraction of what people go through with medically complex kiddos. Um, but it just blindsided us, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and the fact that you had like literally just moved too. Yeah. Oh my God. It was <laughs> such mayhem. They were like, does your house have mold? I'm like, I don't know. Probably it's a hundred years old. And then they're like, do you, they were, they were asking us who her primary care physician was. They asked us for insurance. Well, because we moved, we just changed insurance. Right. Like it was all over the right, place. Yeah. You know, I didn't know this hospital. I didn't know anybody there. So mm-hmm. it, that was scary too. Like, um, yeah, normally if, if it was where we had lived for the past five years, I would call people I knew and been like, what do you know about this, this doctor? What do you think about this? Where, which should we get a referral to? But that part of it is just very different and it's a bigger area. So like, honestly, the, it was just sucked because we were like an hour away from the hospital or house. So my husband. Right. Yeah. Couldn't come at nighttime. It's just so, it's so funny. I would like call you uh, uh, or text Ash and I would just be like, I'm laughing because it's so true to the experience of the NICU. And I can mm-hmm. see clearly how my body was having trauma responses. It was borderline funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and it, it was so hard as your friend too, because you were four hours away from me. Yeah. And I knew that I could like drive up there, but I wouldn't be able to do anything because I knew you guys were trying to be isolated to be careful of other germs to bring back. And then I remember when you FaceTimed me and even just the sounds of the room and the terminology we're using, you were like, yeah, she's sounding at about 95. And, you know, it was just like, oh my gosh, you sounded identical to a NICU mom. And so it was so painful as your friend to see you walking that again and feeling like, oh my gosh, I can only imagine how you're feeling so triggered right now, but there's nothing I could do to like be there. Oh man, I know. And you were, you were t- took such good care of me as a friend. And um, I think by and large, the thing that made it different this time around was that I had people, like I had community yeah. where I didn't before, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I had mm-hmm. you to call. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have that before. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to cry. Um, (laughs) but I didn't, I didn't have anybody that I could call and say, this is so hard. And just to have somebody say, I know, I'm, I know, I know how it feels and I'm sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. it makes all the difference. And also, also like kind of in the follow-up time too, like to understand that, it may hit me at different times when I'm not expecting right. it. And, but to have yeah. a friend that gives you the grace and checks in on you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm I fine. love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> um, well, uh, and I have to say too, as your friend, you know, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of unique in some ways because when you reached out to me, when I was in the right. queue, you, you were on the other side. And this time I was on the other side, you know, it was like Mm -hmm. we were flipping roles a little bit (laughs) and it really just made our friendship come full circle. And I feel like it really just magnified too just the work that we're doing with Dear Nikki Mama. And I think it was a good reminder for the both Mm -hmm. of us of just how isolating a hospital setting can be with your child. And, you know, um, 
I have to say too, as your friend, you handled it with extreme amounts of grace and I was so proud of you. And mm. you you got right back into that medical terminology like it was your second language. Yeah. Um, it's so and, sweet. But I'm I'm just so sorry that you guys had to go through that. But I'm also so proud of how you did and also just, just seeing how resilient JJ is and, you know, this is just another part of your motherhood story. But I'm glad that you are back home, back to normal, back to your usual day by day. But I do wish you were closer. <laughs> I do too. And then, of course, now there's all the COVID nonsense. So it's like oh, we had all these gosh. plans. Like, for example, we had our incredible Walking Letter of Hope Day 2021. Um, Such an incredible day. I get goosebumps thinking about it because, I, I mean, first of all, I think that from a fundraising perspective, it was out of this world. But then also from the community perspective of seeing all the moms post mm -hmm. and, and share and have their individual fundraising teams was like incredibly powerful. Um, yeah. We were planning to do an in-person walk in the Fargo-Moorhead area, but um, sickness <laughs> prevailed um, and COVID is kind of rearing its head. And, and we sensed from the community that people were being you know, more cautious as we re-entered these months. So mm -hmm. it just felt like the right thing to do. And hopefully next year, right? <laughs> I know. I I really hope that a year from now, we'll have a very different conversation about COVID and we'll be truly on the other side of it. Because I think that was the other heartbreaking part about it all is that we this summer earlier this summer had such a taste of normal life again and it was like oh we don't need to wear our masks and there's a vaccine and we can start to be with people and then we planned this amazing fundraising event thinking that we were going to be still in that time and then all of a sudden our cases just surged and it was just really heartbreaking but also it was powerful to see this sisterhood come together for the event, even though we were all in our own individual places, just seeing how even virtually we could come together was was pretty remarkable and powerful. So I would say overall, it was still a very successful event. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So we just wanted to make sure to do a little introductory episode to just kind of say hello and check in with you moms. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but we know with the COVID cases surging and the cold and flu season ever present that it can be a really triggering time for all of us in our community. And so if you are a mama who's feeling particularly triggered or feeling really overwhelmed by the constant what seems to be bad news, <laughs> yeah. um, we just want to affirm that you're not alone. And this is why um, Dear Nikki Mama exists. Dear Nikki Mama exists to connect women around the world who have had the shared experience of the NICU. And so just know that even if we can't gather virtually, that you really do have a community of women all over the world who understand what it means to carry the title of NICU mom and who ultimately want to surround you as you embark both in and out of the NICU. Mm. Amen. You know, for this episode, we didn't really have like a specific agenda or really, we just wanted to hop on here and say hi. And um, Martha kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but we're really excited for some of the episodes that we have up and coming and really just have the opportunity to serve you mamas here through this platform. But maybe Martha, not to put you on the spot, but I wonder if you would have any just words of encouragement for any NICU mama who find themselves with kids with RSV mm, or who are yeah. feeling really anxious about it. Um, you know, JJ is in daycare and that can bring its own anxiety. Um, and so I wonder if you would have any words of encouragement or hope to share with any NICU mama going through something similar. Yeah. Well, I would say 
first and foremost, your gut um, matters, your gut instincts and your mama gut matter. You know, Mm -hmm. if you suspect something is off or if you don't feel comfortable about a social situation in this season or however you want to handle cold and flu season in terms of contact with other people, that's your business. Okay. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Like uh, if you need to blame it on someone, blame it on us, I guess. I just feel like (laughs) now more than ever, you do whatever you need to do to protect your child. And then also whatever you need to do to protect your inner peace. Mm -hmm. Like both of those things are valuable. Other people are not going to understand it. And that's okay because they have their own moving kind of litmus test of things. But I think I just want to empower you to make the choices you're going to make. Address those boundaries very clearly and straightforwardly with compassion. Um, And just know that the world keeps turning and your decisions are your decisions to make. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is that when you go back into these places and you're suddenly confronted with all of the triggers that um, you you had in the NICU, uh, make sure that you are checking in with yourself frequently, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even it's like a 10 second body scan, right? What am I feeling in my body right now? Um, And maybe it's nothing and that's okay. Um, But the reason that you do that is so you have a grounded sense of where you're at. You know, for me, Mm -hmm. that's really helpful from a trauma perspective and also um, process it. You know, if if you have to wait until you get home, that's okay too. But whatever that means for you, I mean, it could be... um, taking voice memos of yourself on your phone. It could be writing in a journal. It could be calling a friend or your mom or something like that. Um, but we all know that when we express where we're at with community, um, we feel less alone. Uh, and I think those are the things that really can help you get by because it is, you know, it, it is a hard thing to go through, but there is hope. You don't have to feel loneliness. It will, you know, you don't necessarily have to feel those high, high and low lows that you did in the NICU. I know that was a fear for me too. It's going to be exactly the same as it was before, right? Mm-hmm. But every kid is different. Every hospital stay is different. You know, you never know. So, mm-hmm. um, just b- surround yourself with with self compassion and love, um, because yeah. however your body decides to get through this is okay, and and you will get through it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think also like um don't forget to eat foods. <laughs> I don't know. I had like the weirdest diet when I was in that hospital. Like I didn't order myself any food, so I would just eat the scraps <laughs> of what was left on JJ's um plate. I had so much like weird corn and hot dogs and anyway, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> So what you're saying is order your own food. Order your own food. Like make sure you're getting some like well-rounded meals um, and drinking a lot of water. That's the other thing is this hospital didn't have water. They were like, oh, "Oh, sorry, we don't have bottled water or anything. What? How do I get a cup of water? They were like, ask the nurse. And I was like, I'm not going to bother the nurse to get me a cup of water. So anyway. Maybe our next collection should be order your own food or drink some water. Right. Yes. (laughs) Maybe our next. Because sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Maybe our next service is water bottle delivery or or like, I don't know, water filters for the hospitals. Oh I need this gosh. for I need them to figure it out, though. 
Absolutely. I was so thirsty. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Well, mamas, we're super excited to be back in the podcast with all of you. We've missed connecting with you. We're so grateful for this community and how it is building and unfolding and blooming. And we can't give too much away, but we do have some really fun things planned for this fall and winter, and we'll be announcing those in the upcoming weeks. But just know that um, we have some amazing interviews coming up on the podcast, both with medical professionals, maternal mental health specialists, interviews with mamas. And so it's going to be an amazing, amazing fall. Um, but no matter what you're journeying through today, whether you're in or out of the NICU, whether you're hospitalized or at home, whether you're in isolation or you find yourself back in the workplace, we just want you to know that you are not alone. The sisterhood exists to support you, to stand alongside of you. And ultimately, Mama, we believe in you. We believe that you can do this. And now that teas are coming, so I'm going to stop talking again. <laughs> but- <laughs> But we love you so much. We stand with you always. We're so proud of you. And um, we can't wait to chat with you guys next week. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. If you loved this episode, we'd be so grateful for a review on any of the podcast platforms. And we'd love to continue connecting with you via our social media pages or our private Facebook group. And ultimately, Maniki Mama, welcome to the sisterhood.